0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are live once again with a special guest, Matthew Wilson. Guys, I've known this guy for a long time. I'm talking, it's 25 plus years. I think he went to preschool with my brother. I know all about him, but yet at the same time, I feel like I don't know much. This man has played in high school bands, Scenic View. Started as a local promoter. I remember him doing Michael Tate and Kids in the Way. Transitioned to international touring. Works with the likes of Thrice, Andrew McMahon, In the Wilderness, Motion City Soundtrack, Ben Rector, and many more. He is the manager and tour manager to the stars. Everybody, welcome. Matt. Wilson, yes. What is up,
1: hi, buddy? How you doing? I'm good, man. Dude, <laughs> happy to be here. I in am the su- Moose Lounge. I am
0: super pumped to have you. Super pumped. So, what what Moose Lounge is all about is one. I'm trying to interview people from Lexington, Kentucky that have made names for themselves without just doing the typical nine to five. Like I'm, I'm talking. Not going to college and getting a degree and just grinding out their life. You found a hobby. You found something you fell in love with. You pursued it. And I tell you what, out of all the people I know, you are right up there with the best of them with your hard work, determination yeah. and go get, go get it willingness. I mean, you, you, Matt, you're pretty you're, much you're small, shit. yeah. You're small in yeah. stature, but you wouldn't know that talking to you. Like, like <laughs> it's you you, you, syndrome is what
1: you're you would walk
0: up to the no, you would walk up to the mountain from Game of Thrones, be like, dude, I'm Matt Wilson. Yeah, I want you to, you know, to do something. Yeah, I'm a, like I'm gonna be your buddy. I mean, I, I mean, you would. You always have been like that.
1: No, I um, uh, I. Uh, uh, my parents, as you know very well, are uh, my my inspiration for being go, a, a go-getting <laughs> personality. You yeah. know, like so, uh, they were always very hard workers, and I just, you know, I always wanted and to just rubbed off on you. Well, I wanted to, you know, at least match them at some yeah. point. Well, but, but I think I even they would no, no, say
0: no. you you've uh, exceeded them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll boy. see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, well, man, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm happy to be here though. Yeah, I'm happy to freaking have you, man. Uh,
1: I this remember is a special episode by the
0: way. It is super special. It's
1: not the correct interview. I, so I'm I'm gonna preface this before <laughs> so <laughs> everyone knows on the on the podcast. I came here pretty late tonight. It, it's Amos's birthday weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh I've known Amos my, man. my whole life, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh and Jeff for most of the, my oh, life wow, as well. Yeah. But uh, I, I heard that Amos was launching this podcast and I was so excited because there's no one that I would rather talk to than Amos Critchfield about, <laughs> you know, bourbon and, and just whatever else comes out of his mouth. I'm, oh, I'm happy goodness. to be here. A lot. Well, should
0: have been, been here earlier with Amos. <laughs> yeah, because yeah that would have been pretty <laughs> hilarious. <Yeah. laughs> well, uh, you know, maybe you can uh, come back next week. I'm
1: happy that uh, I, I'm here. uh for no. The second round of well, podcast. It's the same night. Oh, yeah, same goodness. night. We're it's giving away the illusion behind oh, the scenes. Geez, but, but,
0: well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's the Moose Lands, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. So, man, no rules in the right? Yeah. So, the music industry. I mean, I, why, yeah. not, why not? Why Something. Like, I mean, what appealed to you about the music industry? What What made you? I remember you, was it always music for you? I mean, I always remember you having gobs and gobs of CDs as younger. Mm. I remember back in the day, you made Dragon Ball Z music videos, which, by the way, were badass. Thank you. Yeah. You made some of the most badass music. I remember people stealing your shit yeah. and renaming it as theirs. But, I mean, what made you uh,
1: so want well, to So, that music? stemmed from wanting to do video production. Okay. And then I took a video production class uh, in high school. Mm-hmm. And I kind of learned <laughs> that I I didn't love it as much as I thought I would, but I did love editing audio. And uh, the music thing, you know, it's kind of weird to think about. Uh, I don't know really where it began, uh, but I did love alternative punk rock music the first second I heard mm-hmm. it. You know? Always. Always. Yeah. It was just like, this was against, well, not against, but uh, a very different thing. Uh, I remember uh, Zayo. Oh, I remember were, Zayo. Were oh, a yeah. Big That's a deal old to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> holy crap. Uh, them, a band called Focus, like, because uh, we were in the church, as you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We talked about that earlier. And, and uh, uh, you know, th- those bands were, were pretty. Uh, alternative music was, was thriving in the church scene. I don't, I don't know yeah. a lot of people realized that at the time, but um, we had a very, like, it was crossing over in a lot of platforms. If you look at, like, a festival like Cornerstone Festival back yeah. in the day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was, uh, you know, they didn't just have Christian bands playing, or even Ichthus to a certain degree, but Ichthus was a little bit more mainstream, oh, like straight up. But, but Cornerstone, though, stuff. like, you had, um, I'm trying to think of specific bands, but. Um, I can't think of any right now But (laughs) of course But you know They were They were pushing the mold On like This melting pot Of alternative music That was happening
0: P.O.D. was one of them Right yeah, yeah, they. they and yeah,
1: and, yeah, and uh, Isaiah, like I the probably should. Project 86, probably. Project yeah, Black Cave, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Christian alternative, and yeah. an alternative that wasn't necessarily Christian, but was still making a name yeah. within the same Javel. cornerstone, H- yeah. Thing. Yeah, I
1: mean, they were, they were getting on AAA radio, right? And, right.
0: Uh, I remember all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, was that before or after Scenic <laughs> View? <laughs> I, I think it was during Scenic during C- C- View Yeah, Scenic View was not playing Cornerstone Well, well but they weren't playing the Cornerstone but Ever were, were you in Scenic <laughs> right. View then? I mean
1: I was So I, I was uh, <laughs> to, to catch everybody up uh, My first band was a uh, I think the rest of the guys would say this too We, we were pretty horrible <laughs> uh, pop punk band uh, <laughs> from Lexington called Scenic View Oh yeah And yeah. Uh, we played a lot of the local shows around town and Actually, the whole reason that I started promoting shows, uh, was because Scenic View couldn't get on shows. We were were playing with all these, like, hardcore punk promoters that were, uh, very progressive at the time, and they wanted nothing to do with us, but we loved all the hardcore progressive punk bands that were happening in in this town, and we just couldn't get on shows with them because, I don't know, we were kids, and, uh... (laughs) So I, I got fed up with it. I was like, you know what? I'll just start booking my own shows. And, and you did. Yeah, I started booking uh, national acts. Uh, it was pretty crazy. It was the Wild West back in the day, like on my old AOL address. You I, know, don't like, I, don't I was getting tons of bands that are now heavy hitting bands just messaging me like but directly you started and trading booking shows. Bands,
0: you started booking bands like 14 or 16. Yeah, right? I, was, I was about
1: 14 when 14. I booked my first show.
0: I remember you. Really? You, 14? Yeah. Four, yep. 14. Wasn't that long ago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was 14. It doesn't seem. Uh, I remember honestly, you, you like, Tell me you was in contact with like. I'm Michael 34
1: Tate. now. I'm almost 35. Yeah. yeah. yeah right, so he, 20 years. so old. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. It's my birthday, Decker. Right? I was 37, Decker. Like, right?
1: Just <laughs> in my eyes, Matt is always just in his 20s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I wish I was like, like for oh, real. Like, my like got that. <laughs> <laughs> like Man. every time I see Matt, I'm like that guy's like 21. Yeah. So
0: I know local people that love a band that you was with. Who was up here a year or two ago? Emorosa. Mm. Did you not? You you did stuff with them, right?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, back in. 2006 or 2007 -hmm. uh i mean honestly even in like 2001 uh when P started like doing shows i i I think we played with Emorosa's first band called something on the side i'm sure they're gonna (laughs) love that i'm telling this story but uh yeah they uh they were kind of like our not rival band but like sister band in a lot of ways you know like we we Played, our, I think, our first show together, you know, and we just kind of grew together as time went on, and uh, you know, I had knowledge of the music business and uh, from losing a lot of money on concerts, but you know, <laughs> uh, it
0: didn't pay out, huh?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you take the risk. It, it's it's just like the yeah. stock market, which you're involved in. Yeah, uh, it's yep, it, yep, The I risk and the reward. You know, you got you got to take the risk. So. Uh, with Amorosa, I was working at a job just here in Lexington while I was uh, promoting. Um, promoting was still my main job, but I was working a side job, basically. And their keyboard player, Jordan Stewart, hit me up about coming out with him to tour manage. And I had not i toured with a bunch of bands at that point. Uh, I was in a band called Petticoat Petticoat, where I played bass, yeah. and then Damn. I played in uh, a metal band oh, yeah. called Big Rig. And... Yeah, I had toured with bands, and I knew kind of like the ins and outs of how to make a tour work, yeah. and uh, Emerosa were just starting at that point.
0: So and was that your first... Emerosa
1: were my first professional touring spot, I would touring. say, but I had been working with a lot of the agents at that point. Um,
0: Did you give up booking at the to time, or... It slowed down.
1: Yeah. I, my One of my biggest regrets is that I didn't keep it going. I booking should have found days. somebody... Well yeah, I wasn't really booking I, I was a promoter.
0: Okay So oh, I,
1: I was okay. Yeah. I remember coming booking up, shows, sure. I remember
0: but, coming up from uh Grayson from college to see what, Kids in the Way remember? Kids that? in the Way, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was, <laughs> in the Kid, way. It was kid's in the way. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, Which no, is not a, a big show. Gonna, <laughs> it wasn't a big show, but uh, uh, I mean at the time it was, it was, on it the, was a decent uh, show. I mean, whoa, it was, yeah. They were a decent band were they not? Nah, they were still <laughs> fine. Yeah, they're yeah. good. Okay.
1: But it was at the church on... Gardens. Uh, no, it was on no, Tiverton. Uh, it was a... Uh, uh, that church right off of Tiverton. Yeah. Right. Oh, uh, it was a church. S- s- wasn't in the South something. I, man, that's... Southern I remember Sh- that church. I've yeah, okay. so you there. Go. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I remember. I, I come up that with a couple dudes from you know college. It, it's funny you bring that show up because that was the first time that I learned... Like, I was probably 15 at that point. Yeah. You was young. Yeah, I learned how to like... Okay, this is what it means to rent a sound system yeah. with a production company. This is what I have to do to rent a venue. Oh, insurance for a show? Like, <laughs> mom, yeah. help me! Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, like, I've never done what, this what'd you, before. What would
0: your parents say? Well, I mean, like, so you're saying to your parents, "Hey, I got this band coming up, and you're like, and they're probably thinking, "I mean, they
1: they they demanded a deposit." Yeah, your parents did. No, no, the oh, uh, they the did. band. Okay, yeah, to make the show happen, you basically pay like either 25 or 50% of the band's guarantee, which is mm. money that they get paid for the show. Yeah, okay. And then usually there's like a clause that they get plus 85% or... So did you, you come
0: know, up profit or negative that. on that show? Uh... Kids in the way. You I even remember? I, probably
1: it? negative. I mean... I, no. I was, I'm going to say negative on that one. Just I, I think it just broke even. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> most of the so, shows I that mean, I did at broke At that even. point <laughs> in time, you was
0: young. What did your parents <laughs> think? The... They, they really still encourage you, it. It. discourage you, nothing
1: like that? Um, they've always been supportive.
0: Okay. But
1: okay. Uh, did they understand it? I don't know. not Let me
0: get on that real quick. Um, your dad, he was more of a jock when he was younger, correct?
1: Yeah, at my age at, the, at that point. He, I mean, he was like a football dude. Your dad. But... He was also an entrepreneur oh, okay. in the real estate ag- uh, gotcha. agency, like so. He's he, an entrepreneur. He, he
0: he was always encouraging you to make money.
1: Yeah, I, anything that I could do to be like gotcha. an entrepreneur. I, mean, I love yeah. your dad. He's he's yeah awesome. yeah. So um,
0: so from kids in the way from Emerald Rosa, where'd you go next?
1: Um,
0: because <laughs> I don't know, man. I I don't I. I mean, after kids that, in the way, that's Away, a big you, gap that you're putting <laughs> there. Oh,
1: okay, okay, okay. We we well, had a lot of successful shows here in last okay. after well, the kids of way. Where are you at now? Um, well, Who are you with cr- well, mostly with thrice. With thrice now. Mm. Okay.
0: Yeah. Now I know you've done a lot of different things. You've you've I've seen a Facebook profile picture with Drake.
1: Mm. That was. At Denny's at four in the morning. But you got a profile video. pic with Drake. Yeah. It was just a joke. You had you've had dinner. A the Lion. You've it. had dinner <laughs> with Bon Jovi. I don't remember that one. Oh, well, well, I thought you
0: did. Well, I might be speaking out of my ass. Yeah, anyway. I don't remember that. <laughs> Get out of here! Oh, I don't. I don't think I've ever had
1: dinner with Bon Jovi. Oh, well, that might be well, bad. I'm just kidding. Well, I never
0: had <laughs> but you. uh... You do help out Kevin Costner with his band, right? I,
1: I have in you the have, past, yeah. I've done sound for Kevin Costner and the Modern West. And the Modern West. The modern should West. also be mentioned because they're a very fantastic band. You know what's funny? John, the guitar player from that band, uh, started out. He, I feel like he had a stint in Louisville for a bit. Um, I don't know if anyone will ever think about this on this podcast, but uh, he started out in brooklyn when dylan was coming up and he played in like the same scene i mean he's a legend amongst guitar players like folk americana guitar players and he met kevin it's funny uh john uh, (laughs) sorry guys i I can't remember everyone (laughs) in the band but uh basically john's been with kevin since uh he moved to hollywood and uh before he wasn't even an actor they have this band and um yeah, Kevin, back in the late 90s, I think, uh, decided to restart this band and get it going again with his best friends from before he was an actor. Right. Very, hmm. very cool. <laughs> right. Yeah, very but, cool. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of like country, Springsteen-y. Um, it's been fun to tour with.
0: I mean, I've heard him them before. Very man. very They're professional really... musicians, you know? Yeah. Uh,
1: but it, it's not like a... You know, Kevin's not doing six months out of the year, you know, of touring. So. <laughs> but right. I, I usually tour with rock bands and that type of thing. But. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. So what do you consider to be your biggest achievement as to date?
1: Um,
0: or, if you can't answer, what, what's your most memorable with yeah. you do that one?
1: Um, That's a tough question because there's certain shows that... Are memorable because we just made them happen you know mm-hmm. yeah and then there's like really amazing like festival style shows like um mm-hmm. that you know everything is prim and proper uh, you know it's just amazing because the crowd is so amazing you know mm-hmm. like i did a jimmy world show in uh san Bernardino a few years ago yeah and uh that was just so cool because i I was kind of fresh with that camp i was kind of filling in for another sound guy um they couldn't do these shows and uh it was taste of chaos they did like one last taste of chaos show and it was just packed and and the crowd like i'll never forget like on the sweet or sweetness which is a big song for them you know, like the whoa, whoa, whoa part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to sing it, right now that, <laughs> oh, but on, that was just crazy. Like to hear that entire crowd, like every single voice in that crowd, do that at that one moment. It's like those shows are very memorable. Yeah. Um, but the most memorable shows to me are like I think back to this like say anything show we were doing at Cat's Cradle, uh, which is in Carboro, North Carolina, small 600 cap venue. And the PA went out completely. <laughs> or the board died. And we had to think quick to get to, so that the show could still happen. So I just run up to the monitor desk and like, I don't hear anything, but I'm going to mix the show and like put headphones on and run out, listen to that. And getting through those type of shows are like, OK, we did it, guys. Good job. Like, that's a different feeling. Like, that, those are the shows that I remember the most. Like, they might not be the best shows, but, yeah. you know, just that you survived it. Or the reason.
0: Well, that <laughs> that's it. super cool. That's super cool. So let me ask you this: and Let's get a little bit more serious into the the current day and times. How has Corona affected you being in the entertainment industry, and what have you Man. done to survive? Man, I mean, I mean, going out and touring—that's that, your livelihood. So, so, what have you done to survive?
1: All right, let's rewind. Okay. Okay. I finished a thrice tour on February 29th, 2020. Mm -hmm. Uh, I go to a saves the day tour uh, that starts in Seattle on like March 7th or 8th or something like that. So coronavirus is heating up. And where is the home base of coronavirus? Seattle. Seattle. Guess what happens? I get really sick. In Seattle, <laughs> oh my goodness. and and I I feel like deaf. Like we we kind of knew that. I mean, that was the first. Oh shit, we're we're in something here. Yeah, when we landed yeah. at that airport, and we're walking with the crowd from from the plane. Like there, I remember, like you have to get on like a lot of buses at the SeaTac airport to get to wherever you're going, and everyone was quiet. No one was talking. There was no mask mandate. So everyone was unsure if the person next to you had coronavirus. Yeah. Like, it was scary. And I remember like seeing military helicopters as we were walking downtown Seattle, carrying supplies like to wherever they were going, like flying over us. And there was, you know, Seattle's one of my favorite cities. And there was no one in the streets. There's mm-hmm. nothing around us. And we're doing two or three days of rehearsal at a local venue there to get ready for this Third Eye Blind tour that starts at uh, the Showbox in yeah. Seattle. very famous Seattle video. And the night before that happens, uh, the governor announces that, okay, there's 200... We're, we're capping gatherings at 250. Well, the Showbox sold 1,000, and it's sold out. So we're like, oh, well, is the show going away? We don't know. So <laughs> we wait until we go to like load in and uh, we do this thing called a cross load where you have to rent trucks to basically take your gear from one location to another. It's a pain, you know, you have to empty out your trailer into another trailer yeah. that goes to another place to unload from there. To, like, you know, one extra st- step in your day. And we're waiting to do that. And then, you know, five minutes before it's supposed to happen. they're like, Okay. The show's pulled, go to Portland. That's, your next move i was like yeah let's let's wait let's see what happens here and sure enough uh the rest of the tour got pulled we get our flights you know okay well i guess the tour is off hopefully we can do it in april and then you know uh all the mandates started coming down that we were shutting down for you know the next month and i was like oh i'm supposed to be on this front bottoms tour um that was starting in new york and that was looking good I, I just knew. I remember we were in, like, airport Lounge, and I was just like, oh, this is it. This is it for the year. Because the severity of what was happening in Seattle, and I felt so bad at the time. Uh, thankfully, I came back to Lexington and got tested for coronavirus. I was, like, one of the first people, actually, <laughs> to yeah. get tested for coronavirus. I had to go to the hospital, because they had no tests available. Oh, wow. I went to their uh, uh, urgent care. And they're like, no, you have to get away from here. You have to go to the uh, emergency room. Oh, wow. So I go to Central Baptist or Baptist Health, and they take me into uh, like I, I go into the waiting room. I was like, hey, I've had a cough. They're like, Coronavirus? Do you think you have the coronavirus? I was like, of well, course. I just came back from American Seattle, so I don't know. And yeah. they're like, oh, get away, get away, sir, get away. Oh. And a person in a full hazmat suit came out, took me back into a room where they put plastic down on the door after they walked out. Like I was in full on quarantine and they came in. They're like, okay, we we have to do a flu test for you first to see if you have the flu. We do the flu test. Uh, Same thing. Jabby jabby up the nose. Mm -hmm. Uh, They come back like 30 minutes later. Like, okay, good news. You don't have the flu. Bad news. You might have coronavirus. (laughs) So they're like, we need you to list off everywhere you've been for the past two months. With the capacity of the people that you were around for those two months. So I had to pull up like old email, anything I had on my phone, and list off everything for the past two months and how many people I had been around so that I could get one of the six shots that they allotted Baptist Health for that week of coronavirus testing. Wow. But yeah, it it was crazy. Uh, I didn't get a result for 10 days after that. Was and I scared? had a quarantine, I had a quarantine, hardcore, yeah, right?
0: scared and nervous. Yeah, because and...
1: we didn't know what coronavirus was at that point. Right, was it was the... like, well, I have a five-year-old daughter, like, it, if my daughter gets it, could she die? You know, like, right. we didn't know that it was, you know, could it, it affected older people, uh, harsher than younger people. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Because
0: back then, everyone thought it was on surfaces and everything yeah. else.
1: And, yeah, uh, yeah, like, yeah. I, I honestly I mean, thought it was... Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was crazy back then. When it first, when it first hit, everything was dead. You know what's yeah. crazy,
1: too? On, on the thrice tour, a bunch of people got sick and they did, like, the antibody test uh, a few months later, but nobody had it. Yeah. But still, it was, like, three months after before it happened. <laughs> you don't really know. And, yeah. And I had gotten sick right after the thrice Store. Like, it just... And, funny story, uh, full disclosure to everyone on the podcast, I had coronavirus uh, (laughs) three weeks ago. (laughs) Nice. My my fiance got it from probably work, or, you know, it could be from the grocery store. Who knows where she got it? But it sucked. Uh, She got, uh, on the day that she was released from quarantine, she got a notice, like, oh, now uh, you're available to get your vaccine. On the day Mm -hmm. she got released, and at the time, CDC said, wait 90 days. So she had to cancel her coronavirus thing. But now they've reversed it and they said, get it immediately. You know, So <laughs> she had and, to cancel it.
0: I also believe that was the day, y'all don't know, mate, you don't know his uh, fiance, but uh, she works at an insurance company. And yeah. that was the day I went and saw her to switch mm-hmm. my auto oh, yeah. so. insurance. But I didn't have no symptoms. Well, actually, you know what? I <laughs> was chewing some gum and I tasted <laughs> some metallic shit in my mouth and I was like, Oh my God. I don't I, was, I just thought
1: the gum was fine. Did you get tested? No, I, I didn't get tested. I've, <laughs> never,
0: I've never been tested. I'm, I was a phlebotomist. I never, I've, I've been all up in people's elbow pits. Like, I'm talking coughs and breeze and yep. sneezes. And I mean, I've never once been tested. I've, I've never once been sick. You could have it right now, though. I doubt it. Oh, that's <laughs> Jeff, I'm sorry. But I drink bourbon. That's true. Bourbon, the kills, bourbon, right bourbon, bourbon kills the coronavirus. Yep. I, I guarantee you that. Matt, I do got another question for you, and I want to rewind. I know I asked you about the coronavirus and how that affected you, and I know it did with the entertainment thing, but I want to actually... Oh, read. yeah, yeah, sorry. Hold, I, no, I, hold on, hold on. Hold on Bef- I, I, I'm going to finish it before f- we oh, go to the right, next right, thing. Right, go ahead.
1: Sorry, I, I went on a whole tangent about the Lexington um, first week of testing. It was just yeah, so wild. You know, was, I've had like 20 tests time. since right. then. You yeah. so were probably just a, a dead-on
0: guinea pig.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know, but I got a bill recently for it. <laughs> believe. Yeah, how I was much like, was it? Uh ah, it was fourteen hundred dollars. So I, I'm dealing with that right now. Yeah, like that. very <laughs> cool. The free yeah. test that um, the I free got. test. Yeah, yeah, the free <laughs> test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks right. a lot, government. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're dealing with it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But, anyways, the how it's affected my industry. It decimated it. Yeah, we we were you know, multiple tours, uh, 2020 was supposed to be a very big year for, I mean, how the economy was going and everything like big year for touring for everyone and, uh, completely decimated it. I have friends that have dipped into all their life savings because they've had issues getting on unemployment. Mm -hmm. It's taken, you know, weeks and weeks to finally get them approved for it. And, you know, uh, they, everyone's had mortgages and, uh, You know, our industry, we're the first to go and the last to come back. That is for sure. But you're coming
0: back, right?
1: Uh, We hope in the fall. We'll see. We hope in the fall. Yeah. Good.
0: Yeah. Um, If I can, I want to rewind even before the coronavirus, because there was a big event that took place. uh, It was kind of a devastating event. I know... You very well could have had uh, close friends and relatives there, or not maybe relatives, but people you might have toured with or done business with. Yeah, it was 2019, the end of 2019, the, the shooting in Vegas, right? Uh,
1: that sniper dude was that in Vegas? 2018.
0: Was it 2018? Yeah,
1: I did have friends there. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, how no, so that was two years, of course, before coronavirus, but mm-hmm. I mean. Maybe
1: 2017, yeah. i was It wasn't remember. that long ago. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it was, actually. Okay, well.
1: It's close to it. Yeah, I, I think it was 2017. 2017. Mm-hmm. I, I can look up my
0: phone, actually. Wow. <laughs> right, well, we're going to pause from that to the phone real quick. Oh, it'll take me no time. Well, hold on one second. And we're back. So, Matt, man, we were talking about an event. Of course, we touched on the coronavirus and how that touched you and your industry and everything. But <clears throat> I wanted to rewind, and apparently I didn't realize how far we were rewinding. But apparently we're going back to 2017. And the event that took place in Vegas, the, the shooting.
1: Yeah.
0: At the, the music festival. It was a music festival, correct? Yeah, was it, it
1: was, a oh, man, uh. I'll remember it tomorrow. Yeah, the, uh, but I mean, it, highway or was it like? A, I don't know. I, I personally
0: don't know, but well, it had had to, had to hit you hard, right? Because I mean, that's not only that's your industry.
1: You it had, is. It, it's uh, it was a country music festival. Um, but yeah, my monitor guy was there. Yeah, my old stage manager was there. Um, and to have something like that happen. At a show, I mean, we we had also dealt with a few years, before, or maybe a year before that, actually, the Paris shooting, um, where our old merch guy for a band that uh, I work with, I, I did not know him, uh, per se. Like I met him a few times, but uh, he, he was killed uh, at the Paris shooting. So we had already been through that, and then for me to... Uh, The band I was out with, uh, you know, it was just there. uh, We had everyone in that band and crew had friends that were there working that show. And for, I mean, I remember getting woken up at like seven in the morning being like, "Yo, this happened. Like we were all pretty rocked by it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like I said, my, my old monitor guy was there with D and B, uh, who, who are the speaker company that uh, were there and, you know, he ducked behind uh, a, a cabinet or a uh, monitor, con- uh, maybe it was monitor world, but he uh, yeah, they found afterwards a bullet that had went through a handle of one of the uh, speakers that were by him like, within feet wow. of where he was, you know so yeah, it changed our industry forever. And we did some shows in Vegas after that, and it was still, like, shut down. Um, it was set up the same way. Like, the, the everything was still set up there because it was a, a crime scene, you know? It was just so eerie to to be there and know so much tragedy had, had happened. happened. And, uh, yeah, I... Uh, definitely and looking behind my shoulder every single time that I have a band out on tour now, you know, whether it's in clubs or if we're on like an arena tour, it's, you know, um, you know, it changed our industry forever. Everyone has a plan now for evacuating a venue. And, you know, even Ariana Grande after that, like had a bombing at one of her shows in in London, you know, that, that, you know, everyone has been awoken to that. We need to be doing something to prevent or not prevent, but uh, to keep everyone safe to the best we can. Like we, we need to have an evacuation plan. We need to have something in place here um, to keep the crowd, everyone that comes to a show safe. And, you know, uh, we experienced it firsthand with thrice. Uh, And I I think this story is public now, but uh, we were at Orlando House of Blues when the Pulse nightclub shooting happened. Yeah, Um, We were there same night. And the night before, um, forgive me, I'm forgetting uh, the name of... uh, uh, I forget who she was. Uh, Man, horrible that I'm forgetting it. But a YouTube uh, uh, contest show like American Idol I think mm-hmm. kind of do. Yeah. She had a meet and greet and uh, she was killed at her meet and greet and every band that I tour with, you, you do a meet and greet where fans get to have one on one with the artist for a little bit and you know just shake hands, take a photo and uh, be way. Someone came to that and, and shot her in front of her brother actually. Oh wow. And it was uh, uh, very jarring and we were already pretty like shaken up because we were, we pulled into Orlando, I think the night before our show, and that happened. And we we're like, "Oh my god, that's like, horrible!" And House of Blues hit us up, and they're like, "Hey, would you be okay if we up our security tomorrow?" And we're like, of course, you know. Like, uh, they're like, "We're gonna do this because we feel that we just need to make sure that everyone's safe." So they put up metal detector, uh, which I think is permanent now, and uh, you know, really, really stepped it up. And we didn't. We, we found out later that uh, as, we were, as we were leaving, I remember we were on the interstate and uh, I, I feel we could, we could see all these cop cars that were like blocking off an area and we're like, wow, what's going on? We, we learned about the Pulse nightclub shooting, which was so horrible. Um, and we found out after that that the shooter had come to our venue and had originally targeted House of Blues. Oh,
0: wow.
1: And if that security hadn't been upped at that time... I mean, the backstage entrance was just one door. You just pull open the handle, you walk right up backstage onto the stage. It it could have been really horrible, and you know uh, that that's one that still haunts everyone that was there. And uh, you know, I I'm kind of have lots of words for it because it's just so. Uh, like a reality. Yeah, so. it was definitely like we have to step up security at our venues going forward and every live nation venue that uh, I know that we go to has a metal detector backstage now. Wow. You know, that would never have been the case. <clears throat> that
0: had to have been super yeah. scary, man.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, they know certain things like <laughs> I I remember uh the backstage guy at uh Fillmore Silver Springs, he he was saying that oh yeah that's a sniper risk up on this building oh, now like shoot. they know like certain areas that would they would never have thought of but you know that's the uh that's uh the reality we live in now and uh but for the most part i feel pretty safe on tour yeah. it's just that uh we have to be aware of these things and, and treat it differently and um you know uh, it's all very sad but yeah we definitely experience uh some of those threats even even in smaller touring you know we want we want to make sure everyone's safe and has a good time and you know gets to let loose for a night
0: yeah wow wow that.
1: yeah sorry to get heavy everyone yeah
0: that's pretty heavy man. One, one thing leads to another and <laughs> it's just gonna hit
1: hard but yeah me. wow
0: well matt man thank you for coming out here yeah. this evening man you know we touch on the grind we touch on where it came from we touched on the goal well, I don't know we touched on the goals yet, but, you know, we touched on the, we got your grind down, we got your determination, we got an idea of what Matt Wilson is, you know, uh, of course you're <clears throat> Lexington, Kentucky born and bred, you know, we're uh, a basketball and a horse state, and we're yeah. also a bourbon state. And I know that your probably first love is rum. Yeah,
1: it's (laughs) (laughs) It's rum. Anybody that knows me, uh, (laughs) I'm 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 a big tiki guy. Yeah, Um, kind of slowed down a little bit, but uh, more so just like. Taking a break from, <laughs> right, I gotcha. from it for a bit, but uh, gotcha. yeah, no, I Don't you got
0: that love for bourbon. I do. I, I know you do. do. I know you do. I've, I've shared some fun. I mean, that, that you was my kid. first love, and then was I it your first long. love? Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. And then you there. got into the rum and the mixed drinks and the tiki drinks and all yeah. that good stuff, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Which, you know, is it more I fun? Would implore Is it
0: more fun for you hunting for rum or is it more fun for you hunting for bourbon or is there a hunt for rum?
1: There's a hunt for rum for sure. There's more in like the auction market which uh, (laughs) is a different ball game but you could honestly you could pay 300 bucks or 250 for a pretty rare bottle of rum out there yeah. like even a 1960s well, rum, a like, rare butter, a Jamaican
0: rum rare bottle of rum for 300 bucks compared to a rare bottle of bourbon yeah bourbon. yeah that's like that's every pretty, single bourbon out there good, right right? Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: but you know i i got back in this past year maybe even during the pandemic of just like looking for certain bourbons because i was home you know like right it was all very exciting like wonderful well i've shared some
0: phone calls with you with you know, yeah, be like hey yo, uh, liquor bar Richmond Road you know <laughs> Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel, for instance, you know, we both went and got that. And yeah. I wasn't a big yeah, fan. thank you. Did you try that?
1: I love the Toasted Barrel. Did you? I did. I was a big one. I thought it, I, I did it in an old-fashioned, and I thought it added a little bit to it.
0: You need to try this. I, the, I have the Barrel Proof, yeah, yeah. Do you have the C920? Uh,
1: No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You I don't know, know the burgers, brother. brothers. brother. Come on, guys. Hey, man, that's well, September... Yeah. That's a September release. I, I do it, then. I do have it. Yep. Okay.
0: okay. Yep. It's a good one, man. Yep. It is a good one. Uh, well, Matt...
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, with bourbon, though, I... Uh, I didn't realize until this past year how bad it's gotten to try to get this stuff. Yes. It, it's insanity, and I'm all, like, in all the forums and whatnot on Facebook... You know, are you on all
0: of them? I don't know. I, I, a lot of them. And, yeah. uh, it seems to take over my Then I see, pain. like,
1: Waller special going for over $100, you Which know, like ridiculous. 120 Blanton's. Yeah. Like, it's mind boggling to me that, that, that this has become, you know, such a thing. Uh, it's good. It's not that good that right, right, <laughs> right. I'm going to pay double for it. But, uh, yeah, bourbon is taking a mind of its own. I I, I don't even know where it's gonna keep going. You it, they like I saw liquor Bread the other day. Like did a, a store pick foolproof that came out. Man, it went hot. It was like almost four hundred bucks a bottle or something like that. That's Ridiculous. And and, and places like that, local independent stores are yeah. are ch- charging markup on this now. Like they're secondary almost. It makes no sense. But you know that's why. Oh, okay, we're getting a little in the business of it right now. That's why places like Total Wine are always going to win.
0: Yeah,
1: 100%. I, I get the Liquor Barn has to, like, compete against it. But, dude, I'll, I'll go buy, I don't know, uh, let's say Elijah Craig Barrel Proof or something like that if it's available. I can go to Total Wine and pay 20 bucks less than I would at Liquor Barn and, and, and not have to deal you with all the, the crap. Would. You would
0: you, would, you would, you uh, would. The new uh, electric Barrelproof A121, I believe it went for 80 bucks at Liquor Barn, but at Kroger or Total One, you get it for $65. 60 yeah. Bucks. And I
1: have, uh, I'm near a Kroger. Yeah, I am and, too. Uh, it, that's
0: where I'll get my. my yeah, time. It,
1: it's great. You know, yeah. they, they always have a pretty low price. But electric bear proof, uh, at a certain a certain tier yeah. of bourbon, yeah, 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 yeah. but uh, with I'll pay it for that, though. Yeah, that, that's a oh, it seems to be always good. Well, dude, you know, even with Elijah Craig, I remember I was driving down to Nashville back in September, and I just walked into Heaven Hill. I was like, oh, I'll just stop right here and, and see if I can. Uh, they have they have barrel all, all over the place. I was like, yeah. oh, just grab one <laughs> you know, like yeah. no they had McKenna
0: Ten too. So. You McKenna 10's, yeah, McKenna Ten's good. I like McKenna Ten. Yeah, <clears throat> actually, McKenna Ten it's a it's a hit or miss for me. Mm. Some it very it seems a very bottle from
1: bottle for me. Yeah,
0: some of them are good. Some of them are.
1: Have you had Restoration Rye yet? I have not. Oh, that's good. Is it? I think it's pretty fun. Yeah.
0: We'll I'll tell you which one not to drink. That one right there on the table. That Spirits of the French Lit. That mm-hmm. Weeder. Oh, you don't like it? No, I don't like it at all. It tastes like fresh, mowed, wet grass.
1: Oh, no, now I have to taste.
0: It. <laughs> it. tastes It tastes like you yeah, take a sip. <clears throat> the grass that gets caught up underneath the lawnmower. Yeah. It tastes like that. It's not good. Anthony didn't even finish it. <laughs> he, yeah. he said it over there. <laughs> I don't even think it tastes good on the nose. But, man, I'm not going to keep you much longer. It is almost 2 a.m. in the morning. Oh. But, brother, man, I mean. Well, I'm
1: happy I didn't stop by. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to, to have you. You
0: honor, know I am. So. I mean, I'd talk your leg off if I could. Have, but, yeah. You know I get home and all that. Go. Did you pour some?
1: No, because I, I don't have a clean bottle yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. sorry. glass.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, anyway, man, I, I mean, once coronavirus is done and you get to go back to the grind... What what's next for you? What, I mean, what's in store for you? What's the next big well, moves that you're going to do? You know what's
1: funny? You know, I've talked to other people in our industry, but the last year has been definitely the hardest year that we've ever had to deal with. But I've had a silver lining in that I found that I needed a little break from the road. And I have a five-year-old daughter, and uh, I'm engaged right now and everything. And yeah. like, Congratulations, um, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Uh, it was a long time coming and a lot of ups and downs, as she would also say. But, uh, yeah, like, that wouldn't have happened if this whole break didn't happen. So I'm very excited to get back in touring with... Hopefully everyone's in a better mental state or at least have prioritized certain things in their life. Like, for example, uh, I decided that I still love touring, you know, like, I mean, even last year, I was like, I don't know, like, I'm I'm just doing it tour to tour to tour. I'm gone eight months out of the year. And uh, that's just what my life is right now. But no, I I still love doing it. So I'm I'm very excited uh, to get back to it. My batteries are recharged. And I can't wait to see what 2022 has to offer. You know, that that's really when we'll, we'll see shows happening again we we'll, awesome. might see some stuff in the fall but you know it won't be full capacity it'll be right,
0: right. And it'll still be coronavirus restricted and all that stuff yeah
1: and I, I think that's changed our industry forever too you'll see masks at every single show and yeah. I'm fine with it now, uh, I'm gonna wear yeah. masks myself <laughs> something
0: else to touch on real quick and I know this is a big hobby of yours and mine it's a, one of our favorite hobbies we always did it when we were teenagers and still do it today and I know, like, for instance, with Star Wars, you're a huge fan. Like, mm. like hold on, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking... This <sighs> man is a mega fanatic of Star Wars, okay? You know, I think I am, on, but then no, I'm not. Well,
1: in the you grand are... Well, you There's are people like, out there that just... I, I feel like I know nothing about stuff. Well, My buddy Nick, he plays in a band called Bayside. He knows, that, like, we connected loving Star Wars but he's on a different plane than I am really like, knowing expanded universe stuff well, like, I just can't even where do you think it.
0: the movie industry is going to go from here I mean because mm. I went to Mo's the other day you know right there by Fate Mall mm. and Fate Mall always packed on the weekends and it still isn't it was the busiest I've seen it since the coronavirus and since the regulations have been lifted a little bit but it's still nowhere near where it was a year and a half ago yeah what do you think about that man i mean
1: oh okay i mean there's not a lot of awesome movies coming out too right now right you're right you're right you're right and and they're not spending money on advertising right now to push these movies like other than on streaming platforms Mm -hmm. um I saw a preview uh, earlier today for one that was coming. I guarantee this. you, when it's safe to go back to the movie theaters, yeah, that we're gonna we're again. gonna see a boom of that people want to get out <clears throat> on a Friday night and go. Yeah, get dinner and a movie. Go. Like you right. can't do that the same way watching on Disney Plus. Now, I will say that, like watching the Snyder Cut the other night, right? That's. A watch at home experience. I don't want to sit in the movie theater for over four hours. No. <laughs> I mean, it's still cool, but like,
0: we'll I was we'll able to keep face. at
1: my own pace right. that entire time and really enjoy it. So, I, I think, uh, I think having the option to like Disney's doing with like my kid wanted to watch Ryan the Last Dragon the other day, yeah. so we bought it. You know, like. And I thought to myself, I was like, thirty dollars. Well, yeah, okay, so it is <laughs> $30, and yes, we could watch it in June for free, Yeah. but at the same time, I was like, well, I mean, if I went to the movie theater, I'd be paying more than that per ticket, well, sorry, not per ticket, but total right. per oh, ticket.
0: Oh, yeah, well, plus your tickets and the popcorn and whatever else, stuff. yeah, yeah, so... uh yeah, I know you, you gotta get the popcorn. I gotta, gotta get the popcorn. Remember your, back in the day, yeah, we used yeah. to...
1: Pull it out of the trash can when people were coming out.
0: Yeah, we'd take it out of the trash can and go <laughs> go get their free refill. What? At yeah, what hell? As long as it didn't spin it, and
1: we were good. Yeah, yeah,
0: Well, you have to it. You
1: empty the corn out, and then you just take it back to the, the mm-hmm. concession. And you got free refill. I remember. Can't that. do that in the post coronavirus world. That's no, sure. no. I just can't do it because you don't know what you're gonna get. But you know, like you can do we, drinks too. But yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't. I, I, I hope I didn't cross the (laughs) line I hope we didn't do Do that that either. You know, I always
0: remember you, man, when we were younger, we were super young. You was always, like, your mom will give you some money to go to the theater, and if she's listening, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to throw you under the bus on this. Yeah. You'd always be like, you know what, Mom? I'm going to take an extra 20, 40 bucks. (laughs) 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 And we're going to go. We're going to have a good time. We're getting everyone popcorn and you go right in that purse and you dip right into it I remember you and it always threw me for a loop man you had that Sam's Club membership and they had those cases in LA oh uh, yeah and I didn't have a Sam's Club membership and he was like Amos hey, man they only 10 bucks I'm like, H-. or 5 I think he charged me 5 bucks it, it, yeah it was and I was like years. hell yeah man I said, well give me 4 cases <laughs> for 20 and then once I come along a Sam's Club membership of mine and I was like I'm going in here I'm going to get me some LA and I walked in there with 10 bucks a pop. <laughs> and I was like, well, Matt's cheating his mom out on that. So, I didn't mean to you anything. I, I don't this. remember that. <laughs> you did. You did that. I remember it. <laughs> we always had LA for C.I.Y. trips. Oh, yeah. You remember them? Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, in preparation for the first podcast, man, uh, shout out to and Fleming and, uh, Seth Hackins, mom, Sherry, they both asked what was my most memorable moment from youth group. Mm-hmm. Do you have a memorable, a memorable most memorable moment? you have one that sticks out to you?
1: Do you? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, just about things face you say yeah. no.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, not <laughs> <sighs> um let me think i remember everybody come over my house uh and uh prime middle school maybe even early high school for some people but uh guys night you know we we were we were prank calling like, oh, who knows? Jesus Christ! Yeah, like, just oh, whatever like, man, was I popping up on the that. TV or something like that. Yeah. I, I, we were playing video games all night, and then we got the idea that any stick we could find was a lightsaber. Yeah. And we were going to go out in my yard and, and fight with lightsabers or whatever else we had I forgot all night long. And I remember my neighbor the next day, like, at like 7 in the morning. We were out there all night. We didn't mm-hmm, sleep. Mm-hmm. And he was drinking his coffee, watching us battle. You know, like, <laughs> he was just, just enjoying a of what sword sure happening.
0: You not know, got a dead tooth because of that? I do.
1: I do know that. I, uh, Did you? It's a regret.
0: Um uh, not because kids. of you. It was Zach. Yep. Zach.
1: Zach. took me. You know, cause, there were some kids that were swinging a little too hard. You know. Well, it wasn't
0: that. But when you get hit with the le- in the leg with the sword, you know, even if it's a fake stick, you know, you're supposed to lose that leg. So Zach chopped off both my legs. Yeah. And I'm fighting on my stumps. You know, I'm not going down, no, no punk bitch. <laughs> and they went to go stab me, caught me right in the tooth. Yeah. Killed my root. Yep, and I had it replaced before I got married. Like Marissa's like, you uh, know, babe, that tooth looks funky, and I was like, really? And she's like, yeah. She's like, can you need to go get that thing. Uh, oh, oh yeah, this right, here, right? Yeah. yeah, right. So, but you should see the picture. You know, they they chisel it down. Like, yeah,
1: you can get a veneer. So he did. Well, it's a
0: veneer, but it's like a, but to your actual tooth, I yeah. like chisel it down like like real thin, yeah. and then put it up over yeah. and over it. Are you awake that, for that? I was awake. Yeah, yeah was, I have to do it, it, it to my weird. two front teeth. But mm. I have a
1: chip there from yeah. microphone that <laughs> flew oh, off in my head. like the grill of the mic flew off and hit my teeth.
0: Well, Matt, man, I
1: appreciate you for coming yeah. out here
0: and so late and on the first night. I appreciate the heck out of you, man.
1: I feel like we went on an emotional roller coaster tonight. We did,
0: know, and, we, and we were kind of all over the place. Yeah. But man, it was I great talking to it. you. I ain't gonna lie.
1: <laughs> I've been upstairs for the past 10 minutes throwing up. Well, so. hopefully the listeners aren't throwing up after they listen. I mean, I hope I not. Not, Man, I feel better Now that I've done it.
0: Well, Matt, I do hope to have a... Y'all
1: yeah, come back. We'll, we'll do this again. We'll talk about maybe rum even. Yeah, we can Break talk rum.
0: It. You bring some rum over here. We'll do it. Yeah. But, buddy, I, I hope to have a lot of, of people that I've watched grow up and grind on different things like I'm I'm talking I've got other musicians that want to come on here I've got other well YouTube people that want to come on I got Instagram people that want to come on I got a couple basketball coaches that want to come on here people that you know people that I know people that Jeff knows people that Anthony knows people that we can all get here together and like Talk to and and feed off each other and do all this stuff, man. If you can come by and guest star on this again. Yeah, I would would love love, to. I would love to have you, especially before, you know, the touring and everything starts back up. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to have you.
1: Hey, I'm here. I'm grounded, man. Well, what do you think about (laughs) UFC and all that stuff? You into that? I don't know anything about UFC. Don't know anything? But, but, I mean, you're down
0: to drink and have a good time, right? Yeah. Well uh may 21st was it may 21st yeah uh, masvidal and usman's fighting again and uh we'll get, we'll get you over here for that i'm that pulling something?
1: for the underdog always the underdog you don't, know who the underdog <laughs> I don't is. even know
0: yeah. all right ladies and gentlemen that is matt wilson on the moose lounge thank you all for tuning in matt thanks for coming out buddy it's been great yeah, everybody man. else have a good one enjoy the show thank you very much much love what's up everybody I hope you've enjoyed the show i just wanted to drop our social medias out there real quick the moose lounge on facebook the moose lounge on instagram and the moose lounge one on twitter so if you enjoy what we're putting out there please follow us on all those and stay tuned for updates thank you all